Well, good morning, Prince Avenue. Won't you stand with us this morning? The Lord has woken us up this morning, put breath in our lungs. Everything we have comes from Him. He is good, and we are grateful. So let's lift our voice, let's lift our song, and let's worship Jesus this morning. This is the day. This is the day that you have made. Whatever comes, I won't complain. For all, for all my hope is in your name. And now your joy awaits my praise. I give thanks. I give thanks for all you have done. And I will sing of your mercy. this morning in our Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. 
It's great to see you this morning. Looking forward to a wonderful day of celebrating Jesus Christ together. And that's exactly what we've come to do. We have gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have gathered because we've been united by the gospel of Jesus Christ. We come to declare this morning that Jesus Christ came as God in the flesh. He lived a perfect life. He died a criminal's death. He rose victorious over death so that we might have our sins forgiven, might receive the righteousness of God, and we might come and do this. Amen? Uh, So we're so thankful you've come. Listen, if you're a guest today, you want to clap for the gospel? That's great. Let's do it. Amen. We got two happy people this morning. We need the rest of you to get on board, all right? Uh, Listen, uh, thanks so much for being here. A lot of guests this morning from our event we had Wednesday night. Thank you so much. Uh, for coming to that. A lot of college students in town today. Uh, Just a lot of people back. School started, so thank you for being here. And we get the chance to begin our service today by seeing a picture of the gospel, of what it means to be buried with Christ and raised to walk in newness of life by observing baptism. So let's turn our attention to the screen and then celebrate together this morning. Good morning, brothers. Buenos dias. Uh, It's a great joy to be here among you today. Uh, Please keep on praying for Prince and Espanol. God is doing great things to that ministry. You know, a good example is uh, we have among us uh, Mauricio Munoz. Uh, we're doing a study Bible uh, in his parents' house every Tuesday. And on one of those studies nights, God spoke to him, you know, heavily. And he approached us and he asked us, you know, he had his heart to get baptized. So that's what we're here today. So the glory to be God, to our God. So uh, Mauricio, I want to have one question for you. Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Amen. Brother, will your confession of faith I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father? the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as we continue to worship, let's take some time to greet each other in the name of the Lord this morning.
Church. He shall return. He shall return. He rose. He rose.
listen to these words from Psalm 145. It says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. Father, this morning we have come to extol you, to bless you, to praise you, because we believe that great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We have gathered as the people of Jesus Christ who have been saved by Christ to declare that you, God, are good and good to all, that you are merciful and gracious, you're slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and our lives are a testimony to your mercy and your grace. Our lives are a testimony that God is, in fact, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So this morning, we're asking that as we sing together and fellowship and hear the word together, that you might capture us, our hearts, our minds, our affections, with a fresh vision of the goodness of God. That we might see your mercy and your kindness and your grace in a way that we have not before. That your loving kindness, which is better than life, might become better than anything in our life. We're asking that you would come and do that for us in our midst. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated this morning. Well, today is going to be a bit of an unusual day at Prince. We're not doing the offering quite yet. It's not the offering yet. I know you're eager to give, but we're not doing the offering quite yet. I assure you, I will give you a moment for the offering before the end of the day. See, this is why today's good. We're so, so used to routine. You just think that when I say amen, it's time to pass the offering, but I'm mixing it up this morning. Hey, listen, this is an unusual day, and I know there's uh, a lot of visitors here this morning. I had the cross-country train from Prince Avenue is here, a lot of college students, families, a lot of people here. But the truth is, is this is a real defining moment for us as a church. Uh, next Sunday, we go to two services and two community group hours. Uh, a lot of stuff happening this week, and this is a moment for us. And what I've learned in my life is that God works in these defining moments. That our lives are filled with these kind of defining moments. Some of them are difficult moments. Some of them are wonderful moments. Some of them are surprising moments. Some of them are just new phases and new stages of life. But God works in our lives in the midst of these defining moments. And it's important for us in these moments, whether it's in the life of the church or in your individual life, to make the most of these moments. To not rush past them, but to stop. And to acknowledge what the Lord is doing and get the most out of those moments. This is a moment for us as a church. And I wanted to be careful that we didn't just rush forward without doing what God has called us to do in this moment. I've learned that in any defining moment in any of our lives, there's three appropriate responses that we must stop and do. The first one is, in every defining moment, we must always look back. We have to look back at the grace of God, the kindness of God, and give him thanks for the good things that he has done. Because the only reason we've come to this moment is because a good and gracious, kind God has led us to the moment. We then have to look up. And we have to seek the favor of the Lord. We have to seek the blessing of the Lord. We have to make our request known to the Lord. And after we've looked back and look up, then we look forward. Say, God, what is next? 
And here's what we want to do as we move forward. We have to make sure we don't just look forward, but we look back and we look up and make the most of the moment. So that's what we're going to do this morning in our time together. And it will be an unusual morning. And you might say, well, I, I'm not even a part of this church. Like I just, I just showed up this morning. I'm visiting. I don't really feel like I'm a part of this moment. But let me tell you something. This moment, I believe, is going to be a moment for you as well. If you're open to what the Lord wants to do in your life, if you want to know more about who we are as a church, if you even want to learn how to navigate these moments in your own life, this morning is going to show you how to do that. So I want to begin, first of all, by just looking back for a little bit. Reminded of this little story in Luke 17, it says this, on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give thanks to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Ten lepers, all of them in desperate need for healing, all of them knowing that they cannot be healed without divine intervention. All of them coming to the Lord and begging him to be healed and all of them being healed by the mercy of Jesus Christ. But only one of them, at that defining moment, as they were walking away and looked at their skin and noticed they were healed, stopped and looked back. It says that's exactly what he did. He stopped and he turned back, which is the right response at a defining moment. And the reason he turned back is to give thanks. Because he knew in that moment he was not healed because of anything he had done, because of his own strength. He was not even healed because he asked. He was healed because a merciful and gracious and powerful God had done something incredible in his life. Jesus was very clear that this was the appropriate response. We're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? But as I look at that story, I think how often we do this. Oh God, we need something from you. We're desperate for you. God comes and he does something. And after he does something, we move forward without stopping to look back and to give him thanks. We do this all of the time. But our thanksgiving matters. It matters because it reminds us of who we are and who God is and that everything we receive comes from a good and gracious God. But it matters because Psalm 6930 says this, I will praise you with a song and magnify you with thanksgiving. Do you know thanksgiving has a unique ability to turn all the attention to God, to give all of the glory to God? Because when you stop and give thanks, what you're saying is this, God, you are the one who deserves the praise. You are the one who deserves the thanks. And as a people who exist for the glory of God, we've been told that thanksgiving is one of the unique ways that we can turn our attention and affection back and magnify the Lord by giving him thanks. So can I just mention a few things that we asked the Lord to do this year, that he did this year, so that we can take just a minute to give thanks? Let me remind you of a few things. I remember throughout the last year, multiple times in which in the middle of a service, I called you to pray, and the, the, the entire front being filled with people on their knees, praying that God would lead us to the right staff. 
we had a moment in which we needed college staff. We needed a youth pastor. We needed children's pastor. We were looking for an administrative pastor. There were all of these needs, and we came to a point as pastors in which we said, we don't know where to find these guys. We don't know who God's leading to us. We just need to pray. And do you realize at this moment, God has met every single one of those needs? Adam and Camille are doing an incredible job with our college ministry. Jace has come with our student ministry. Cody has come with our children's ministry. God is just doing incredible things. And we prayed and asked, and he answered those prayers. In January and February, we realized that we had about 12,000 names on our roll, but not that many people coming to church. We realized that we just didn't know who was a member of this church or not. So do you remember, we started January with exactly zero members of the church. We just took everybody off. We gave you a card and we said, here's what it means to be a member of a prince. You need to be saved, baptized, engaged in the mission, ready to join us in what God is doing. And do you know that from that moment, we've had 1,344 people join the church just in a few months. Now, as a part of that, God did an amazing thing. We said on that that if you want to be a member of our church, you have to be saved and, and then baptized because that's what the New Testament teaches. And all of a sudden, people started to realize that they hadn't been baptized. And so in one week, seven people called the church office and said, listen, we hadn't said anything about this. I need to be baptized. I need to be baptized. And then I went to a deacon's meeting, and two deacons said, I'm convicted. I was baptized and then saved, and I haven't been saved and then baptized. I need to get baptized. We realized God was stirring something. So on February 17th, we came into a service, and I just decided to preach on baptism. And in one morning, we had 38 people baptized, 65 already this year. We asked, and God did that. I can't, hold on, wait, I'm going to give you a... I'm going to give you a chance to go wild in just a minute, all right? You remember, you remember a couple months ago when I said we needed a million dollars? We needed, yeah, I was laughing too. I didn't think it was going to happen. We needed a parking lot. We needed a fellowship hall. We needed new facilities building, new designs, all this stuff. We just needed a million dollars cash. We weren't going to do a campaign. Uh, I wasn't going to know what was given. We were just going to pray and ask God to do something, and I would find out when you found out. And at the end of five weeks, the church gave over $1.6 million cash. In the midst of all that, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on just a minute. I'm never going to get through this. I gotta. Do you know at the end of the year, we closed the year at the end of June, apart from the $400,000 missions offering you gave in December, and apart from the $1.6 million you gave for the building, do you know that we were $585,000 over budget this year in giving? Did you know that I came to you about a month ago and I said, if we're going to go to two services, we need 350 volunteers. And do you know we had over 500 people sign up and say, I'm willing to volunteer? Let me just tell you something. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. God has reminded us of his goodness and faithfulness, and we have to look back and give him thanks. Amen? Now you can go crazy. Amen? Let's praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Shout to the Lord. Amen. God is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let's celebrate the goodness and kindness of our Lord tomorrow, this morning as we continue to worship.
been faithful to you this morning. Amen. 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 You may be seated. As we have looked back for a moment and given thanks to what the Lord is doing, let's take a few minutes and look up. Can we do that? Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. I have to tell you, in this season of my life and the life of our church, there are no passages that have captured my heart more than Matthew 6 and Matthew 7. And here's what Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In this passage right here, God is not just telling us that we should consider asking for more. Jesus is commanding us to ask. He's not just even inviting us. Hey, if you need more, come ask. He's commanding us to be in a spirit of continual asking could constantly be going back to him and asking him for more and more and more. Now listen, I have a wife and, and five kids, and the greatest joy of my life is, is my family. There's no place I'd rather be than home. Uh, there is nobody I love on this earth more than my wife and children. I absolutely love being a father and a husband, but I, I want to tell you something. I have never gathered my children around the table. And said, children, I, there's something heavy on my heart. I, I, ju I just need to share this with you. I really need to hear your father's heart. I just need you to be asking for more. <laughs> like I just, I want the whole culture of our home to be constant request. I don't want you to ever stop asking. Just every moment of the day, just ask and ask and ask. And be unrelenting with your asking. I've never said that because I don't have to. It's hard. It's going on. But Jesus uses that exact illustration and says, your father is commanding you to never stop asking. And he motivates us with two things. He motivates us with the promise that those who ask and those who seek and those who knock, they find and they receive and the door is open to them. He promises that. But even more than that, it's rooted in the heart of God. 
who is a benevolent and generous God and loves to give good gifts to his children. God loves to give more. And there are some things that God will give whether you ask for them or not. But let me tell you something. There are some things God will only give if you ask for them. There are some things that God will withhold. And until you ask for them, he will not give them to you. Many of us are missing out on some greater things because we failed to ask. And there are two requests I want to make of the Lord this morning. They're the heaviest things on my heart in this moment. And say, Lord, there's, there's two requests that we are asking for, and both of them are requests for more. The first request is this. I want us to ask the Lord for more people to get saved. <laughs> I want to see more people transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want there to ever be a week in which someone doesn't come forward at the end of the service and give their life to Jesus Christ. I don't want there to be a week where our members are not sharing the gospel and leading other people to Christ. I want God to give us more people, more salvation. I was reading this week in Matthew chapter 4 and in verse 19, Jesus says this. He says, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. Which means this, is that when Jesus invites us to follow him, he is going to lead us into a life in which we're constantly going after people. One of the primary ways we know that we're following Jesus is that we're going after people. Let me say it this way. Listen to this. When Jesus becomes the center of your life, people become the focus of your life. When Jesus becomes the center of your life, people becomes the focus of your life. And we've been praying since the day I got here, Psalm 67, God be gracious to us and bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us. And we're longing for more of him and more of his presence. But it doesn't end there. That your way may be known on the earth. Your salvation among all people. Psalm 67 goes on to say that the reason we're longing for more of God is because we want to see thousands, multitudes of people know the joy that is found in Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to ask the Lord for. Listen, this moment of going to two services, please hear me is not an administrative move. It's not a practical move. Obviously, we need it because there's people standing in the back. But this is a missional move because next week, we're going to have a 1,000 empty seats in this room. You got me? A 1,000 empty seats between our two services. And the way those seats are going to be filled is by you aggressively going after lost people. So I want you to look in front of you. And we did this earlier this year, but we're doing it again. I want every one of you to look and get this out right here. Get it out. This is an interactive service. You ready? If you're in the front row, there's one under your seat. Get this out. We've got them right here. Grab one of these right here. Here's what I want you to do to participate in this. Hold on. Look at me. I want every one of us to ask the Lord in just a minute to give us one person. Some of you may have more. I've got three on my mind this morning that you personally want to see come to Christ, that you're going to invite to church, that you're going to go after you know, your neighbors are not my assignment, they're your assignment. Your coworkers are not my assignment, they're your assignment. I got my own coworkers to lead to Christ. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think most of, them are, most of them are pretty good. So we're asking you to say, Lord, give me a name, help me to write the name down, and, and Lord, I'm just going to pray, and we're going to commit over this next school year that God would give us these people. That they would come to Christ. And I believe that God's going to give them to us as we ask for them. Because then God gets all the glory. Amen. 
We prayed, and God saved them. I want you to take, there's some pens right in front of you if you don't have one. Uh, grab a pen or a mascara from someone near you. And I want you to take some time right now. We're going to be quiet before the Lord. And I want you to begin, write this down, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer in just a minute. Write down a name. Lord, give me a name. Write it down. This is a name right here to say, Lord, here's who I want to see come to Christ right here. Who's going to be your one? Let's take some time and write those names down. Just a few more seconds to continue to pray. Write that name down there. Maybe a family member, someone at the workplace, someone who's just out of church that you know needs to come back. At our event on Wednesday night, our luau, I was talking to a member of our church, Mark, and I said, uh, we we're just chit-chatting, and we have a mutual friend that's not a believer. And he said, man, that's been heavy on my heart. I said, it's been heavy on my heart. I said, why don't we just commit to pray every day that this guy comes to know the Lord? And I think God's going to save him. I'm not kidding. I believe God blesses that kind of prayer. And we're just going to commit together to pray for him. Some of you need to get together as a group and say, this is the person we want to go after. How many of you have a name on a card? Can you lift it up for me real quick? How many of you had a name? Get your card, lift it up. I want you to keep those cards lifted up for just a minute. I'm going to pray for these people, all right? Our Father, we are asking like you've told us to ask. And we're asking for more people, more salvation. God, I, I, I have to believe this is a prayer that you want to answer. So God, we lift these names up to you. And we know that salvation is a supernatural work of the grace of God and we cannot make anyone come to Christ. You have to begin a work in you. He who began a good work in you will complete it. God, you are the one who begins the work. So would you begin right now in this moment, this Sunday, in the lives of these people, begin stirring something. Prepare the soil. Prepare their hearts to hear the gospel. And God, when these come to Christ and when they're baptized in this room, may we give you all of the glory and all of the praise. But God, you've told us to ask, and we're going to ask. You've told us to seek, and we're going to go after them. You've told us to knock and the door will be open. So God, we're going to go do that. We're actually going to knock. We're going to go and ask you to save these people. We ask for the glory of your name. That salvation would rain down in this place. And we would see all of these people come to Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we continue to worship and think about the salvation of our God. That Jesus Christ is exalted, ready and able to save. So let's rejoice in the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. And as we sing, continue to pray this person as well.
Your reign. 
That's good stuff, amen? Amen, you may be seated. There is one more request as we continue to look up that I want to make of the Lord. We have asked the Lord for more people. We're going to continue to ask for more salvation. But here's the second thing I want to ask the Lord for. I want to ask the Lord for more of his presence among us. Individually and corporally as a church, nothing matters unless God shows up. Everything flows out of the presence of the Lord. So we're building a new parking lot out there. I don't know if you noticed that. And uh, I was walking that parking lot earlier this week, and I just had this thought. Why are we building a parking lot? A little too late to ask that question. It's already done. But here's what I thought. I said, I thought the reason that we're building this parking lot is so a single mom who's barely holding on and barely making ends meet, and emotionally, physically, emotionally is exhausted, gets invited to church, and she needs a place to put her car while she comes in here. I thought there's a couple that have come to this campus, and they haven't talked in the car, and that's because they talked a little too much before they got in the car, and things are not going well, and they're barely holding on, and they need a place to put their car in order to come into this place. The Lord willing, someone would invite someone who's an alcoholic and a drug addict and they need a place to put their car when they come into this place. And the teenager who's searching for an identity and the single who's looking for a place to belong and the college student who's looking for a family while they're away from theirs, they need a place to put their car when they come in here. But if they put their car in a nice paved parking lot and walk into this place and get warmly greeted and get a nice cup of coffee, but do not encounter the presence of God, none of it matters. We're building a parking lot so people can come and meet God, which means when they come in here, the one thing that matters most is the manifest presence of God among us. None of our songs, none of our sermons, none of our parking spots matter unless God shows Because everything that we want to happen, we want it to happen coming from the very presence of the Lord. You say, well, pastor, how do do we do that? How do we seek more of his presence? I think the answer is James chapter 4, verse 8. It says this, draw near to God, 
Listen to this. And he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That is another command and another promise. What it means is this. Listen. As you come near to the Lord and give him more of yourself, he draws near to you and manifests more of himself. Do you realize that? That as you come in a greater surrender before the Lord, and you say, Lord, here's my life, take it. I, I want you to have everything. I, I'm asking you to come in and to come take over every area. I'm hiding nothing from you. Come and be the ruler, the king of my life. This is what it means to be saved when Jesus becomes the Lord. And as you begin to do that, the Lord becomes and comes and starts manifesting himself more in your life. So this morning, we're going to ask for that. Lord, would you come and take hold of more of my life. I'm going to draw near to you in the hope that you might come and draw near to me. Now listen, some of you may not feel comfortable with this. Uh, you may be visiting this morning or maybe you're physically unable to do this, but in Scripture, posture matters very much so before the Lord. If you're physically able right now, I want to lead us into a time of surrendering to the Lord and asking for more of Him. I'm going to ask you just turn where you are and get on your knees if you're able to do it. Right now, I want to ask that you get on your knees if you're able to do it comfortable do it and we're going to seek the Lord's presence this morning together the first thing we're going to do as we are on our knees is we're going to just surrender more of ourselves to the Lord I just want you to pray a prayer of your heart Lord here I am I want you to take my life it may be the first time you've ever prayed it you want to say Lord I, I, I'm trusting you to be my life to be my savior I'm choosing to follow you you may have prayed it this morning, but I'm going to ask you just with a spirit of surrender, say, Lord, here's my life. You may even want to put your hands out and say, Lord, here it is. Just give him complete control of your life. Give him every area of your life. Say, Lord, I, I'm drawing near right now. I want more of you. we remain on our knees, Ryan is going to sing this song over us, which I hope is the cry of your heart. And if you want to sing with him, you can as we remain in this posture. This is the prayer of our heart that the Holy Spirit might come and might live in us. Spirit on your knees, just make this your prayer. Spirit, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Fall fresh on me. of your heart. Oh. 
wants to do it. He wants to give more of himself to you. Spirit of the continue to pray, I just want to ask you in this, in this same posture, just to ask the Lord to pour out His presence on our church. Can you, can you just imagine if the Holy Spirit came and just unleashed His power up on our church? It's what we want so bad. I don't want to play church. I don't have time to play church. Life's too busy to play church. We want the Lord to come and to manifest himself on us. Lord, would you come and as a church, would you pour out your spirit? Father, we want the end of Acts 2 where they're loved to be together. They fellowship, they give. People are added to our number, but we know that comes with Acts 1 prayer. And it comes with Acts 2 pouring out of the Holy Spirit. It comes with Acts 2 evangelism. And so God, we want to do our part in seeking your presence because we want everything you have for us. We don't want to miss anything. God, we, we want everyone who comes in this place to feel that they've met God, that the very presence of God is here, and we know it's possible. All throughout Scripture, you give us examples of what it looks like when God sends His Spirit upon a people, and they get consumed with you. Father, may it happen here in this place for the glory of your name, for the growth of your kingdom. Father, we pray that it would happen here stand this morning and sing this song of prayer to the Lord as we continue to ask the Holy Spirit to come corporately. Let's sing this together. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare You're our living home. What are we longing for? It's your presence. Your presence. Make this the prayer of your heart. I've tasted and seen. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves. Where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. As a church, let's make this our declaration. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come flood this place. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long to be. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, 
continue to stand as we continue in a spirit of worship this morning.
that every need is met in the presence of the Lord. Every hurt is healed in the presence of the Lord. Everything we need, it's in your presence. Because you are what we need. God, we just, more than anything, we want this to be a place where people say God's there. Like, God is coming to church. Father, we want this to be a place just filled with the fullness of God. We pray that it would happen for the glory of your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. And one more thing in our last few minutes. I want to take just a minute to look forward. Because we have to in a moment like this. We've got to say, God, we're, we're looking forward. We're believing, expecting for more things. I am so encouraged by your response to what's going on in our church. Uh, you have responded. We've called you to step out, and you've done it. And uh, we're so grateful for the way you've responded. Let me tell you one thing that really matters right now as we look forward. As we grow as a church, we cannot be the church God wants us to be without the health of our community groups, our Sunday morning community groups. Because the bigger we get, the, more, the easier it is for people to get lost. And the place in which our practical shepherding happens, when we learn as believers how to love one another and put that in the practice, that's in our community groups. These really matter. I need every one of you engaged in one of these groups. So here's what I want to do is as we look forward, I want to ask every one of our children, student, and adult community groups, by the way, there's over 70 of these leaders to come right now. Just step out, come forward. I want people to see you, and I want, we're going to do a short prayer over you. Right, like when I say right now, I mean right now. Like just get up and come. Uh, I want you to just stand here and look out at the audience. Do you, listen, church, we have 70 people who have said they're willing to lead a children's small group, a youth small group, and an adult small group. That's unbelievable. Amen. That means they're preparing each week. They're coming here every week, ready, engaged to do this. And we're really, really excited about this. There is no possible way we can accomplish our mission, which is leading people to trust and follow Jesus, and then our discipleship pathway by helping people to live a life in community without these people. We're really, really thankful for them. So I wanted them to feel as if we're commissioning them this morning, because we are. They're going out to lead our people in small groups, uh, from preschool all the way up to college ministry and adult ministry, senior adult ministry. We're commissioning them out. So this morning, I want to pray a prayer of commissioning for them. I want them to know we've prayed for them, and I want them to have that sense of sending them out in order to accomplish the mission God's called us to. Let's pray for them together this morning. Our Father, I thank you for every uh, person who is standing here, every man and woman who has decided that they would give of their time, of their resources, uh, to not only come on Sunday morning, but to prepare, to pray for these people, to shepherd them, to teach them, to love on them. God, we ask your blessing upon our small group, our community group ministry. May it shepherd people well. May we love each other well. May no one be lost in the shuffle. May no one be lost in the crowd. We believe that, that a person alone is an emergency. And we need them engaged within the people of God. And this is the context. So Lord, bless it. 
We ask that you would help every member to be involved in one of these groups, that they might learn in this context what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, because you do grow us in the context of community. Bless everyone that's standing here with grace, with mercy. I pray that you would help them to overflow with the filling of the Holy Spirit, that every one of their groups might be a little taste of what it's like to have real community that is only possible through Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's give them a round of applause as they make their way back to their seats. Amen. Hey, we're getting close to the end. Man, I'm going to ask you to come and get ready to take the offering this morning. If you This is your big moment, all right? If you're ready to take the offering. Wait until they get back to their seat, because I don't want them to miss it, all right? Uh, Hey, listen, I'm going to ask our men to go ahead right now and begin to take the offering. And we are coming to an end. Listen, you got to bear with me. This is my last time to go as long as I want. <laughs> Two services next week. we got about three, three more minutes. Three, I'm telling you, we are, we are almost there. Listen, as they're passing out the offering plate, I, I want us to look forward. you you got to hear what I'm about to tell you about what God's doing uh, this week and the next coming weeks here as a church. Uh, first of all, uh, our college students are starting to come back, and so this Sunday, right after church, and next Sunday, right after church, if I ever stop preaching, there's a free lunch for college students and their families. So if you're a college student, you need a free lunch, which I can't imagine, just go out these doors, go up those stairs, and uh, we've got lunch for you. This Tuesday evening, our women's ministry launches their year by a women's ministry dinner. You can sign up at a table right outside, even college students, high school students, middle school, any of you that want to come be a part of our women's ministry. That's going to be a really special event, uh, and we want you to come and sign up. Thursday morning, we start our men's breakfast, our monthly men's breakfast. Pastor J. Josh Smith is going to be teaching that. It's going to be fantastic. I know you don't want to miss that. You don't need to sign up. It's free breakfast. Uh, you just show up at 6.30, we'll eat together, we'll have you out by 7.30, uh, and that's a wonderful time together. Uh, Thursday, our senior adult ministry kicks off their fall with XYZ there in the afternoon. I just got a ton of points by mentioning that, I'm really grateful for that. This Wednesday, all of our classes start. Awan is back, student ministry is back. In your bulletin, there is a list of all of the classes that we're offering on Wednesday nights. All of that is happening this week. There is a ton going on. Not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Uh, we have a new members class. You need to go ahead and sign up online. We want you to be involved in that. Like, this is the moment. God's moving, and we're responding to that. Let me tell you one very big thing. Listen to me. These are not announcements. This is us moving forward, all right? Listen. As we went to two services, one of the things we didn't really think about is how many people were just going to keep their same schedule, like come and go to community group and then go to church. And because of that, we have at least 10 opening spots. We're desperate uh, for children's teachers uh, during that second community group hour because so many people are going to the second service. Listen, this is about a thousand more people coming to know the Lord. This is about opening up a thousand more seats. Listen to me very carefully. I need at least 150, 175 of you to come, to commit, to come to that first worship service next Sunday. To show up at 9.15, I'm going to be fresher. <laughs> and I need you to come. Listen, those with students and student ministry, college students have to come to the second service. I need a lot of you to commit. And we have some incredible groups at that second hour that are meeting. We've started uh, some new groups for young singles uh, for older singles, uh, young couples, uh, some senior adult classes, some multi-generational classes. We have incredible classes at that second hour. And do you realize 
that when you're done with that second hour of Sunday school, I'm still going to be preaching and you can go home? Because you're going to finish before I finish. There's so many benefits to this. I, listen, this is about the mission that God has called us to do. I need many of you to commit. Come next week. Be in that 915 service. We need you as a part of that. All right? Hey, listen, I'm going to ask our students to come forward. And they're going to pass out one more thing, and we're going to be done. All right? Students, come and take these baskets. I know you're ready. And we're going to pass these out to you. Listen to me. This is a moment. This is a moment for us as a church. Listen, I'm not into church growth. That doesn't matter to me. I want to see the kingdom of God advance. I want people to get saved. I want lives to be changed. And when God leads us to a moment like this, when we don't have any seats left, then we must respond. I need every one of you to take one of these little packets and hold it here for just a minute. Just take one of these and hold it. The way in which we're going to move forward as a church is a lot of prayer and a lot of work. Let me remind you, ask, seek, knock. We ask, and you know what seek means? We aggressively work to advance the kingdom. You know what knock means? We aggressively work to advance the kingdom. We don't just ask, we go. We get aggressive, and we go out to reach more people for Jesus Christ. Listen to me. I need you engaged in what God is doing at Prince Avenue Baptist Church. I need you a part of the mission. So what you have here is five little invitation cards. And the reason we've gone with this welcome home theme is because this is, a, this is a church family. And we want people to come and find what it means to be a part of the family of God. And every one of these uh, highlights our new service times, our new community group times. And every one of these cards, you've got five of these, every one of these represents a person or a family or a family group. You might hand this to a person and they come and they get their dad to come, and he gets saved, and the whole family gets saved. This matters. This is about us being on mission with God. And so I'm going to ask you to take these this week, to be faithful, to pass these things out, and let's be about the work of the church. And can I ask you, as you're continuing to get those, to continue to pray those two requests, God, we want you to have more of us. Uh, we want you to have all of us. We surrender ourselves to you, and part of that surrender is saying, God, we're going we're to go after people. And God, we want more of your presence and more of your spirit in our life. Can I just tell you, in this holy moment that we're at as a church, it really matters that you walk in purity, that you're holy before the Lord, that you're walking with the Lord, that your life is right with God, that your hidden sin is taken care of. You don't want to be the one that hinders us from doing all that God wants if you're hiding sin. So I'm asking you to get on your knees, to get right with God, to be holy before the Lord. And allow him to take over your life and your family. Because in so doing, I believe without question that God is going to come visit us in a special way. Are you excited about what the Lord's doing? These are good moments. Amen. You can applaud for that. Amen. Amen. They're almost done with these cards. And when they get done, we're going to have one final prayer and send you off with one uh, final song. But just do not forget the activities this week and next Sunday. Listen. Invite someone to church next Sunday. Amen? Amen. How many of you have these cards? I know some of you don't have those cards yet in the back. You're still getting them. Uh, why don't we stand this morning as those offering plates are still going on. Uh, I'm going to offer up one more prayer. And I know these cards, if you haven't gotten a card yet, you can leave your eyes open during my prayer, all right? If you got these cards, I want you to hold them up right here. Hold them up. You know why? Because they represent people. And if Jesus is the center of your life, people are the focus of your life. Amen? Father, we, we take these, we ask your blessing upon these just little pieces of paper. 
because they represent an invitation to come and be a part of what God's doing, an invitation to come and enter the presence of the Lord, to meet Jesus Christ. And so we ask that these would not go in our pocket, that they wouldn't go in our, our dashboard, but they would go in the hands of people, and that people would receive them, that they would feel the love that we have for them, that they would commit to go to church and to come here and meet God next week. Father, we ask that your blessing would be upon these. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, before we go, let's sing this one little uh, tag of a song here, and then I'll close this with one last quick word. Wherever you lead me, whatever, whatever it costs me, all I want is you. All I want is you, Jesus, all I want is We're leaving with the Spirit this morning. Wherever you Wherever you lead me, whatever it costs. Whatever it costs me, all I want is you, Jesus, all I want is you. glad you came to church today. I know it's a little bit long, but I can't do this next week, all right? Hey, listen, it's going to be a great week. Invite somebody to church. I love you. I love being your pastor. This is fun. Amen. God bless you. See you next week.